Welcome to episode 10 of Confessions from the Desk of a Single Female Black Professor. Um, I'm sure you can probably hear it in my voice. Uh, today has been, or this week, I'm going to say that, this week has been um, very, very uh, taxing on the brain, to say the least. And so... Um, my son goes in on tomorrow for another, um, heart procedure and I was sitting in my room and, you know, I was sipping on a nightcap and, um, uh, just relaxing myself and I was talking to a very good friend of mine. And while I was talking to him, I started crying. And I started crying because he said, "We know what are you what are you afraid of?" And I said, "I'm not afraid of anything." I said, "I'm not afraid that he's not going to come out okay. I'm I'm not afraid that he's going to have a lot of side effects." I said, "But what I'm afraid of is that every time that my son, except for maybe, you know, three or four times throughout his life, it's been me. It's been me sitting in that waiting room and waiting for the call to say he made it out okay. It's been me who's lost two jobs over the course of his life and had to figure it out, you know? I remember this the second time that I lost my job. Um, it's nine years ago. It was the first day of school for him. And that day, looking back on it, and I've said this many times before, was by far one of the best days of my life because it was the day that I became free from allowing anyone to think that he or she could control the amount of money I made when I made that money and how often I made that money it gave me a different type of hunger so I'm at work and <clears throat> I checked my email and the executive director said <clears throat> she wanted to have a meeting with me at 4.30. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to stay here all goddamn day. You know, if, if you, you know, I just had this feeling that it was not good. And so I was like, I'm not going to stay here all day. You know, you want to terminate me, fucking terminate me. And so she said, we'll talk about it later. So I, I went to lunch to go be with my baby. I had lunch with him the first day of school and I was gone. I don't know, about two fucking hours. You know, black people, when we break, we break. And so um, I get back to the office, and I, I just walked in her office, and I said, hey, what is it that you want to talk to me about? <clears throat> and um, long story short, she told me that they were, they were terminating me. I knew that they didn't have any just cause for terminating me, and I fought it, and that's a whole nother 
podcast. But the point is, I went home that day and um, I gathered my things. Let me go back a minute. So I gathered my things before I walked out of the office. And I didn't take the elevator. I took the stairs. As a matter of fact, I was escorted down the stairs. And um, I'm going to tell you something. At that moment, as I said, I knew they had no just cause. But I had no idea the opportunities that God was going to open up for me by me walking out that door. You know, I I wasn't, um, I didn't retaliate, you know, I didn't say anything. At that moment, you know, I, I, I walked out. And I'm processing as I'm walking out. You know, I got a child. I have a mortgage. I have a car note. I have bills. I have responsibilities. And um, I, I went home and I didn't say anything to my son. But the next morning, um, he had become very accustomed to me cooking breakfast. And so um, I was getting ready, you know, to take him to school. And I said to him, I said, Elliot, and I couldn't even get it out. I started crying. I said, Elliot, I said, mommy lost her job on yesterday. And he said to me, he said, does that mean we're not going to eat anymore, mom? Guys, let me tell you, this is going to be a very emotional episode. Because it displays a different side of being a mother. I get scared too. I get afraid. I'm nervous. I just carry it differently. And I gotta be honest with myself. I'm scared to be in that waiting room by myself. Once again, I'm afraid to pretend like everything is okay when I know it's not when I know that nobody but God working within me has helped me all these years my son has had open heart surgery a stroke pneumonia Flew a couple of times, broke both arms, just being a typical child. He's had um, <clears throat> a single infuser port, excuse me, a single infuser port put in. He's had a double infuser port put in. Um, he's had testicular torsion surgery. He has um, sickle cell, so he goes in every four weeks. For aphoresis exchange. And mommy's there. Mommy's there. I said that I wasn't going to, you know, talk about his dad. um, And just, you know, how the relationship between the two of us um, has affected me over the years. But today is different. And the reason that I say today is different is because... Um, I'm a different woman than I was years ago. I'm a different woman than I was last year. And one thing that I've learned to 
do is every day is understand, excuse me, every day is not full of sunshine and peaches and cream and ice cream and cookies. There are some real shitty days. And today was one of those days. I Going back to the, the friend that I said I was talking to, um, we had gone for a ride. And um, while we were riding, he had never seen that side of me before. You know, he always sees the very bubbly, the very, you know, profound, prophetic, you know, Edwina. Um, the educated, per se, you know, Edwina. Um, the silly, the full of life, funny Edwina. But he had never seen the side of Edwina that showed hurt. And I told him, I said, I've always protected how I felt about how my son's dad treats me. I've never publicly spoke about it, but that had to change or it did change. I should say that day. Uh, I mean, today, not that day today, because I said to him, I said, you know, when he left years ago, um, not one time since he's been gone has he said, Edwina, you know, let me let me take the load off of you and let me, you know, take him to his doctor's appointments. Um, or Edwina, what is it that I can do to make your life easier? I know that you have a lot on your plate, you know, not just his doctor's appointments, but just, you know, making sure he eats healthy, you know, that he has a, a good diet or whatever. Um, his haircut, you know, making sure he, he practices good hygiene. You know, I'm teaching him how to drive. There's so many things that I just feel like he gets a pass. You know, and you got some good moms and some good dads and some okay moms and some okay dads. That's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm not here to talk about his character. I'm not here to talk about <clears throat> he's this or he's that. I'm here to talk about how my feelings are affected by my relationship with him being my child's father. And... As I'm recording this this episode, my son is is in another room. He has no idea, you know, what I'm doing. He just knows that I'm in my room. And over the years, people have told me, "Oh, we know you're strong and this, that, and the third. But I'm here to tell you, sometimes you don't want to hear that shit. You know, sometimes you want to cry. Sometimes you want to scream. Sometimes. You want to talk about how the shit makes you feel that you spent all of your money to buy grocery to pay bills. And he sit, sent this funky ass child support payment like that's the world. This is not an episode for those men who do what you're supposed to do or whatever the case may be, because I don't want to hear that. I'm not in the mood for that. We're talking about, or I'm talking about how I feel. So I don't really give a fuck how 
you feel about what you do right now. Not right now. I'm, this is not the compassionate Edwina. This is the Edwina whose feelings are hurt, who's, who feels like she has been stumped over and stumped down. If you do what you're supposed to do, if you go over and beyond for your child, more power to you, male or female. But for me, I struggle so much with that. You know, prior to COVID-19, he could have visitors. The truth of the matter, he didn't have visitors then. You know, I was the one. And that shit has done something to me psychologically. You know, I crack jokes all the time. I have fun. I make light of a lot of things. But I also hurt. And I also cry. And I also have my days where I want to give up. I want to just say to hell with it all. I want to throw in the towel. I want to do all of that. But then I think about my child and I say he would never understand. And I remember when he was a little boy and I would have pictures of him on my desk and pictures of him on my background or in the background on my desktop. And, you know, People thought, oh my gosh, she just, you know, idolizes this little boy. No, my son gave me a reason to live. My son continues to give me a reason to live, a reason to fight, a reason to be better than I have ever been in my life. And it's so crazy. Now that he's older, he does little things. So uh, around our home, uh, I was gone one day and, and I came home and I saw it and, and I left them. I never messed with them. He created little sticky notes. And so on my my dresser, um, he has a little sticky note. I'm actually looking at it right now. And it says, you know, um, hang in there, Dr. Mosby. Um, on my shower, he has a, a, a note, you know, a great way to get the day started. You know, so so he's done so much for me, for my mind, for just my overall health. But for whatever reason, guys, I'm struggling with this one. I'm I'm struggling this time. And I don't know if I'm I'm struggling because it's like here we go again. Or if I'm just being human. I like to think it's a little bit of both. But I'm so grateful for the opportunity to to be his mother and to I don't know. Think about <clears throat> excuse me all of the times that we have fun and and we act silly and you know we laugh with each other. The times that I have to fuss at him. The times I have to have those real one-on-one mama conversations with him. Motherhood is beautiful. It really is. 
But motherhood is scary. Especially to those mothers who are, you know, full throttle, who who take an active role in the rearing of their child or their children. It's hard. And if any woman ever tells you that being a mother is easy, she didn't have an active role. Somebody else helped raise her children or raised her children. Point blank, period. And so I just wanted to offer a different side. Offer a side of me that the average person doesn't see. A side of me that the average person probably doesn't even think exists. Because we're all human. And we all cry. And we all, you know, have our bad days. And today was not necessarily a bad day. But it was definitely a day where I had to come to grips with reaffirming my strength. Because I had lost it. And not only had I lost my strength, I had lost my wits end. And I'm grateful for my friends being there to talk to me and to listen to me and and not judge me and not try to tell me Edwina's going to be okay. You've been through. I didn't want to hear that today. And whether he knew that or not, he didn't give it to me. He allowed me to vent and he allowed me to be free. And he allowed me more than anything, as I've said before, he allowed me to be human. And so I want you to think about that. What is it that you do not show about being a mom or being a dad or just about being an individual? COVID-19, while it has been a blessing in disguise, for me financially, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, it has also taken a huge toll on my psyche. I have entirely too much time to think. I have entirely too much quiet time. I'm not complaining about it at all, but the time that I have had alone and the time that I've had with myself has truly, truly, truly allowed me to look at life totally different. It's given me an opportunity to say, Weena, you're not a superwoman. I don't care how much you think you are. You're human, baby girl. And you hurt just like anybody else. You cry just like anybody else. You bleed just like anybody else. So what would make you think that you wouldn't have some of the same emotions that other women have when it comes to being a mom and feeling as though you have no help and feeling as though you're in it by yourself? And in reality, most of the time you are. So think about that. And as always, if you feel comfortable in sharing your thoughts with me I would love for you to do it 
you can send me a direct message uh, on Instagram at the writing evolution PLLC or you can leave a message in the app I'm gonna switch gears for a minute um, I hope that you enjoyed the segment on um, just me being very candid and me being very honest and transparent about just the other side of motherhood, the side that, you know, is not so glamorous all the time. And um, I want to take a minute to highlight someone that if it wasn't for her and her sacrifices and just loving me in spite of me being the woman that I am. And many times, you know, we've bumped heads over the years and um, that's perfectly fine. You know, she is who she is. And I wouldn't be the woman that I am without her. So with no further ado, I'm going to introduce someone very special to me. Mom, can you say hello? Hello there, Edwina. Not to me, like. Oh, all right. <laughs> say hello to you. So you're saying hello to the listeners. Like I'm, I'm recording this, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna publish it. So, um, listeners, you can tell this is gonna be kind of hilarious. It sure is. Yeah. So, mom, we're just gonna have like a, a, a very informal conversation about motherhood, and that's kind of like what part of my podcast is about. Um, I talk about, you know, just my trials and tribulations of being a single woman, being a mom, being a single mom, being black, you know, being a professor. So I'm going to ask you two questions. As a mom, name your greatest challenge and then name your your greatest, what you think is your greatest accomplishment. Wait a minute. You want me to re-roll your whole head? <laughs> you said a few rollers. <laughs> you starting to take out the whole... Okay. I roll it, but I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay. Yes, mother, I'm gonna do it. Okay. So tell me what you feel your greatest challenge is, or your greatest challenge was in raising uh, my sisters and brothers. And by the way, um, I have two sisters, two brothers, and I'm the youngest of the five. My greatest challenge is seeing my children grown and being able to take care of themselves. I think that would be your greatest accomplishment. What was your challenge? What was the hardest about being a mom? Taking care of my children. Why do you say that? At the time, I was trying to work, working, then coming home, looking after them, taking care of them, and making myself last. It's a big responsibility in raising children, especially small children. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, I only have one. And I tell you many, many times that, you know, I pray that I one day open my heart to be as as, as big as yours is. Because you not only raised your children, you raised a lot of your grandchildren. Um, for you, what was the biggest difference? Of course, you're not their mom. But what was the biggest difference about raising your children and then helping to raise your grandchildren? I love my children, but seemed like my grandchildren, they were close, closer to me, and they got by with more than what my children did. I can agree with that, definitely. Because at times, you know, 
I didn't feel like moving to get up to do things to my grandchildren, whereas with my children, I didn't hesitate to get up. I guess because I was younger, I felt better. But as I got older, I got slow in disbelief my uh, grandchildren. Although they're nice, I have some good grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Lovable grandchildren do anything that they can for me. They are, they check on me. They are very concerned about me. And they show me their love as well as my children do. I'm thankful for that. Okay. All right. So for me, one of my greatest challenges is just being a single mom, not having somebody, you know, there. Um, It's like you got to do everything. You got to, you got to strategize on, you know, uh, working and, and paying the bills and um, taking care of him, helping him with home. I mean, helping him with homework and going to the doctor. How did you juggle that? Um, of course, you know, you were married to my dad or to our dad. Um, how do you think your life or how do you think you would have juggled that if you hadn't been married? Well, actually, I couldn't say the difference. Even being married or unmarried, there was something I had to do. And there was mm-hmm. something I did, you know, for the sake of my children. They bet it was there, but my thing was, if he didn't, I had to do it. So you're saying, basically, and this is how I feel with Elliot's dad, even though he is, you know, um, in his life, the responsibility falls on me. Right. You know, and so sometimes I guess I feel like because if a woman is married or if a woman is married, then, you know, some of that responsibility is taken off of her. But you're saying that's not always the case. No. Okay. So another question I want to ask is you have five children. We have five different personalities. Um, How do how do you because I don't know how to because I only have one. How do you divide your love and your attention amongst your children? Because, I mean, what one child may need, the other child may not need. What one child may want, the other child may not want. How 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 did you do that? How did you juggle between five little personalities and trying to stay sane yourself? I gave all five the same amount of love because I didn't want them to come up saying, Mom made different centers. Whatever, if one needed more than the other one, that's who I cater to. But I didn't just have a special child that I always cater to because I love them all. Okay. And um, how did you make time for you, though? Actually, I really didn't have time for me. Because once I would go to work for eight hours, come home, it seemed like it was another eight hours, cooking, washing, cleaning, and preparing them for bed, helping them with homework, I really didn't have any time for myself. And that's a struggle for me. Um, You know, I work a full-time job. And for, what, almost 20 years, I've worked uh, two, sometimes three, and even four jobs, you know, to make sure that Elliot and I have what we need, you know, most of what we want. And do you think your children understood that at the time or like Keith, Sean and myself are the only one that that are parents 
you think we understood that at the time or you think we didn't understand it until we became parents? Once they got older and became parents and then they really know what it was about. Because there are things that I think about with EJ and I think about, you know, when I was his age, like I really didn't grasp the concept, you know, of my mom wants the best for me, but it seems like she's super, super strict. Like uh, in one episode, he makes the comment, you know, he's telling basically like you, you are having a conversation and he tells the listeners, he was like, um, I have a very good relationship with my mama. He said, but one thing I don't like about my mom is when I want to go somewhere, she want to know the who, when, why, where, who going to be there, what they going to do. I mean, what are they doing? What, what time you leaving? And I don't think he understands. That's not me being mean. That's not me not wanting him to go hang out with his friends has everything to do with loving and caring him. I mean, caring for him. So how has your level of worrying changed from when your children were at home to when they moved away? Well, coming up as a child, I thought I had the meanest mama in the world. But it took me to become a parent and have children of my own to see that I had the best mother in the world because you are concerned about their well-being and more than what they realize. And, you know, a mother go through these changes about her children. It's not that she's trying to be mean. It's she just, she's connected close to them. And she worried about them. I agree. I haven't yet, you know, made it to that, that phase yet. EJ has a couple more years in high school before we get there. But I'm sure that I'll I'll feel the same, you know. I'll be more worried about him away from me than I ever was with him, you know, in the house with me. So I'm gonna ask you this this last question. Um, how would you describe your relationship with me, my relationship with you? No, no, no. How would you describe your relationship with me and then I'm gonna tell you how I would describe my relationship with you. Well, Edwin and I we have a good a close relationship until it's something that she really wants to do. Sometimes she'll take my advice and knowing that she's going to do what she want to do. But other than that, we have no problem, you know. Sometimes I get mad and she get mad, but it's not a falling out relationship that we have. We have a good relationship. She's a good child, but like I said, when she makes up in her mind what she going to do, that's it. Um, I can agree with that. And when I think about my, my relationship with you, um, it blows my mind when I hear people, you know, say, well, I have the type of mom where I got to I gotta do this and my mom demands that I do this and I do that. That is mind-blowing to me because I don't have that kind of relationship with you. I have the type of relationship with you. You don't ask. And so it makes me, even though I know I'll never be able to pay you back for the sacrifices you've made as my mom, it makes me want to do that much more for you. Because I'm like, my mom made um, a lot of sacrifices throughout the years, not just for me, but for my siblings. Um, I have a mom that I respect. I have a mom that I look up to. I have a mom, like she said, you know, that doesn't mean that we agree all the time, but I'm respectful. At least I try my best to be anyway respectful when it's something that I don't necessarily agree with or or she doesn't necessarily agree with which my relationship with my mama is what allows me to be the woman that I am because 
you know, if someone else gets offended because I curse, my mama know I do it. My mama know I drink. My mom knows that I also bust my butt to take care of my child. And so this is the woman who God chose to bring me into the world. And if she still loves me and still respects me for being the woman and the mama and just the person that I am overall, I'm trying my best, y'all, not to cuss. Then I really don't care what somebody else thinks, you know? So, Mom, this was a, a little bonus episode. I thank you for uh, appeasing me and uh, recording. Is there anything you would like to tell um, the women who are raising children or who are just trying to navigate? And my mother is very seasoned. I have a, a mama mama. She's 73. So when she had me, she uh, she kind of knew what she was doing. I like to say to all mothers, don't give up. Hold on. You will get a reward in the end. All right. Until next time.